0: man i i don't know how to feel about uh spielberg doing west side story either um we were talking about this just before you you hit the old record button and fucking uh like I i need that guy to redeem himself not that he hasn't had a wonderful career full of fucking bangers like one after the other but like after ready player one uh the more time i spend away from that movie the more i'm just like just so disappointed that he dropped that ball so fucking hard like that was an opportunity you know, um, and uh, I, I don't know. How, how, do, how do you fucking feel about that thing a uh, few years removed?
1: Well, it's um, I mean, as a piece of pop entertainment, if you can literally turn your brain off, I guess it's fine. It is a profound missed opportunity when you re- like anyone could have made that version of Ready Player One. <sighs> yeah. That's the problem. It's like anyone could have made that version. It's like we wanted to see the version that only Spielberg could make. And he uh, he ran away from himself, it seemed, to make that film. <laughs>
0: It, it's even like i would even say it's like visually like ugly man like it's not even like fun to look at like if it was like visually interesting like i'd be okay with it you know like it, it's fine but like fuck man it's just like all like concrete colored and that blue gray washed out monochromatic uh janus kaminsky look that well the,
1: yeah everything. that's i was literally looking him up below screen i'm like what's that fucking jerk he always works with because <laughs> i don't <laughs> like him that much i mean like yeah. because even Sometimes the aesthetic works. I mean, Minority Report is like yeah, a Minority gorgeous Report. looking film. Yeah. But 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 there's other times where that muted shit just does not work for me. And even yeah. the times where I want to give him credit, like Schindler's List, even though that's monochromatic, it's by design and it is like very well lit. I've seen enough behind the scenes that Spielberg was like, taking the lighting rigs himself to do it. I'm just like, all right. Well, why are you here then? And all I right. wonder if it's literally just like, oh, he's got a he's got a he's got a shorthand, he's got a relationship with him. But I think all the time it's really important for people, unless you have a perfect symbiotic relationship like Deacons and the Cohen's did for the longest time. Don't yeah. fuck that up. Even so, uh I'm am I wrong? Is not inside Lewin Davis, that's Emmanuel Lubesky, right? Like that yeah. Deacons wasn't there. And look how beautiful that film is. It reinvigorated, I think, some part of their visual flair.
0: Right. Yeah. They're fucking changing it up, man. You know, Spielberg, if you're listening, wouldn't it be amazing <laughs> if he was like one of the 13 people that regularly <laughs> listens to this, uh, fucking change up your cinematographers guy, you know, cause your movies all look boring and, uh, You're you're not a boring guy, you know? What I've seen
1: from West Side Story so far looks decent. I mean, but to answer what, you know, and I kind of said this off screen already or off, off mic, which is just like, it's a really big deal for me. You know, we saw Crazy Rich Asians. We saw The Farewell. Like, we've seen these films. And not to say there haven't been fucking Latin films before, okay? But I mean something that is like unabashedly about our culture like that has yeah. like salsa dancing and fucking like you know like uh, uh bodega speak and shit like that like i don't know you see flags off the fire escapes and shit like that like that really means a lot to me because i haven't seen that in my lifetime and west side story is a film that very fucking complicated because yeah. like there's one puerto rican in that whole fucking movie and it's depicting puerto ricans as kind of the other and the bad <laughs>
0: like so, right. it's, so it's like it's, is, is steven spielberg the guy to handle that story? no not at all yeah <laughs> Okay.
1: No, sorry, I didn't mean to stop it. Right? Like not at all. But but at the same time, it's like I think what we have to realize is like it would be we can't we can't give credit to John uh, what is that, John Chu, right? John Chu is directing in the heights. Uh, and he did crazy, yeah, and he did crazy rich Asians, which was, so are, you, so are you saying like, oh, only the person within that race has a right to do it? And it's right. like, you're not saying that. But what I'm saying is we have to be careful of that because the cultures and families, and yeah, it's good to be, there are differences in cultures, but cultures are largely the same and there are universalities to it. So it's like, I think Spielberg certainly can. I just don't know if he's the guy to do it.
0: Right, but but I mean, like, like you said, like West Side Story, it baked into the plot is and, and I'm not that familiar with it. I saw it when I was like nine once, you know, yeah. like but baked into the plot. According to you, like the the Puerto Ricans are the other. They're they're the bad. They're not like the front and center like human beings in the movie, right? right? So, yeah. like, uh, Steven Spielberg probably isn't the guy to navigate that. in Those treacherous campaign. waters. Yeah. <laughs> like, well,
1: apparently he tried to make uh, some amends. He reached out to Rita Moreno. She's a different character this time. Uh, and then, like, really, <laughs> like, she became an ambassador for Puerto Ricans. He's would like, be great me? if
0: she was the same
1: character, by the way. Uh, it would be amazing. Uh, but, I, I, yeah, Rita aged Rita out Reno. or something. <laughs> uh, but, but uh, yeah, she's like, well, you know, anytime I had any, you know, tough, decisions to make about cultural depictions like i I ran it through rita (laughs) i was like so amazed by that that i was like steven like make a movie and and, and defend your ideology but don't don't like make this poor 85 year old woman your scapegoat for if this turns out badly
0: (laughs) it's like hey like i i don't know rita said it was okay like i'm sorry guys (laughs) She's well, I didn't want to. I time. didn't want to
1: mansplain her. Yeah, I mean, like white cis male telling a woman of color what to do. She said, Look, "Make these culture depictions really insensitive." I said, "Rita, we're gonna have road bumps." She said, "What did you say, white man?" I said, "All right." I said nothing. I backed up, and then she said, "Action!" and directed the
0: scene. Look, maybe, maybe when you hear a, an aging Puerto Rican woman talking, you 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 talk over her. Uh, <laughs> but but at me, I listen. All right, that's what Stephen does.
1: I just imagined Rita Veredo with like a chancleta on her fucking hand like ready to throw it little flip-flop ready to throw it at Steven if he mouths off at any time and it's like dude I don't know uh, the Spanish grandmothers are fucking amazing. Yeah. Um but but again it's like that like racial fucking uh, cones that he needs to you know weave through aside. Ready Player 1 does not inspire confidence nor does the post even though like Meryl Streep in the post is like wonderful. That movie though is yeah. It's the first time that I've ever been like, he doesn't get it, does he? Like, like he's very on the note. Like, don't do a Vietnam scene and then play Credence. That is a yeah. red flag.
0: Well, I told you that I couldn't get past five <laughs> minutes of that. I literally turned it off. I was like, I can't deal with this right now. I'll come right. back to it later. I might never. It's just like, they, they literally show Vietnam and play Credence. And I'm like, all right, I'm out. Right. Like, dude, you're out of touch. Either that or you're doing like a parody. of it. Like, this is the dude who made Munich in 2007. Right. That movie was lit.
1: That was I mean, but, 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 what, what, what is it our, our expectations about these people in general because the idea is like he's a 70 something year old man and we look at marty like marty has to be pissing off the rest of his contemporaries <laughs> because yeah. of just how much energy he had like marty and george miller are constantly fucking doing lines together somewhere i was gonna uh,
0: say like did they ever stop <laughs> like, like we we talk about like cocaine marty is like a bygone <laughs> era but did it ever really end
1: and the answer like it's fucking the writing's on the wall no (laughs) he's going into that wall Writes, i'm doing cocaine in here does a line and goes directs a couple scenes man like
0: him and george miller just fucking coked out of their minds making babe pig in the city
1: three you imagine that conversation i'm not gonna do an improv bit but just imagine it okay because it's that australian accent mixed with like marty sometimes i turn my audiobooks on two times the speed because everyone starts to sound like martin scorsese no matter what the subject matter is
0: Jesus Christ. Um, to transition a little bit, I did want to talk about George Miller, I guess, because uh, uh, fucking Mad Max Fury Road, I rewatched it recently and uh, still wonderful. I mean, I don't really have a whole lot more to say other than that. Like, it's still a fucking great movie. I keep waiting for it to sort of like fall off in quality for me a little bit. Like, it's one of those things where you don't want to declare it a masterpiece as soon as you've seen it. Right. But we're five years removed from that thing and it's still fucking great.
1: Yeah, we were going to watch it on Saturday, and for some reason, we ended up watching. I think we just were like, oh, we got to watch The Americans. But it's, it's on our like coming up list for sure, just because I remember loving it. I've seen it three times. and was like, oh, it's great. I haven't seen it in a few years. Last time I saw it was in Brooklyn, like 2017 or something. So I've been away from it.
0: I think I've seen it like 10 times at this point.
1: Well, that's annoying.
0: Yeah, I'm annoyed with myself.
1: That's 20 hours. That's a day of your life you'll never get back. And you're going to watch that movie a couple more times, was, I imagine.
0: You know what, man? It was a good day, though. <laughs> I've, I've had much worse days.
1: Was it a lovely, lovely day, would you say? Just spray yourself. <laughs> okay.
0: Look, it's my fault
1: that they made the movie memeable. It's my fault. Okay. And it's not his fault. He's a 70-year-old fuck. He doesn't know what a meme is. It's not his fault, you know? Yeah. But...
0: Well, like, where there's all these onset reports, you know, coming out, the oral history of Mad Max. I think we talked about this a little bit, but Charlize yeah. Theron was just saying that she straight up didn't trust him or trust his vision and was like kind of an asshole to him. And then she saw the movie and she was like, oh my God. Because apparently it didn't have a script, it was just a series of storyboards. And he'd be like, hey, this is what we're doing today. And she'd be like, what the fuck? What do you want from me? What's my character doing right now? It's kind of amazing that it came together the way it did.
1: You just got to trust in the man, you know, you got to believe uh, you no know, mansplaining. We try to say is not a good thing here, but <laughs> I think that George Miller is, is so woke and such a gentleman that he yeah. didn't even explain himself to Charlie. It's,
0: it's, yeah. He's like, I, I, she's, I, she's a lady. I trust her. You know, she's got her <laughs> own brain and opinions.
1: He wouldn't answer questions. He wouldn't make eye contact with her. I'm just being really respectful of guys.
0: <laughs> Look, I, I don't want to impose like my vision on you guys. All right. Like,
1: Oh God! Yeah, that must have been a fun fly on the desert sand production. You know, I hear like
0: it was a fucking nightmare uh,
1: for who? For them? George is probably having a blast.
0: It was like hundred and ten degree uh, uh, Namibian desert weather, and there were just uh, sand everywhere. And uh, Tom Hardy and Charlize hated each other. Like hated each other.
1: What do you think that was about?
0: Uh, well, apparently, Tom Hardy was just an asshole. Which I believe
1: he's passionate. He's <laughs> <laughs> He believes in his art. Max, what's the problem <laughs> No, no, I mean, I think, I think that's really interesting anytime people make because uh, sometimes you see it in the performance, you're like, oh, those two don't like each other very much. Yeah. Uh, but other times, like somehow, despite it all, maybe it was good like, I think it helps that number one, unlike 99 percent of movies, they're not like romantically entangled, nor do they end up romantically entangled it is purely the opposite of that shit and it's like really works they don't have to like
0: each other it's just like wordlessly they, they come to an understanding and come to depend on each other it's just like really well done
1: Yeah, let's make the let's make that I'm so excited about the Furiosa prequel
0: even if it never happens, man. Um, I think it's gonna happen.
1: I think they're weird. gearing up, brother.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they might get a uh, Jody Jody uh, jo- Jody Cummer, uh from uh, Killing Eve. King yeah, Eve, yeah.
1: She uh, you shave her head. She kind of already looks like Charlize Theron. To be honest, like I'm not a perfect perfect match, but I could buy that. Twenty years later, she becomes Charlize Theron for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I could I could see it. I also heard the uh, the girl from the witch might be in the running.
1: I love her, but I don't think that's a good pick to no. be honest yeah I and I really love her like I think the witch is wonderful and I watched that fucking split movie because of her <laughs> so uh, but 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 yeah I, I think that if you're talking about one I just think like Jodie Comer is a fucking mad woman like she's incredible
0: dynamo yeah,
1: yeah. like she, she's some next level I haven't seen that kind of like, like she reminds me of Adam Driver in that like oh fuck like a new guy entered the room <laughs> you know what I'm saying like there is this yeah. real energy every time that she's on screen um, so I would, I'd would pick her. I don't know. I'm into it. I just, you know, he's getting old. We got to get him a prime George prime, you know, come out and we're, tell we're, me, uh, how, <laughs> can you make the production of fury road prettier? <laughs> Lie to me next time.
0: We're, we're referencing the underseen 2017 gem, Marjorie Prime, which I'm sure none of she you... She was know. like, let's
1: swerve towards uh, relatability and commercialism. And I brought up a movie that made like $100,000 at the box office.
0: Yeah, we're, which we covered in an episode that will come out like a couple of weeks after this one does. So you know. <laughs> uh, get ready for that. Stand fresh. Staying fresh.
1: Hey man, it's one year since the Game of Thrones uh, finale. How you How you feeling on that?
0: Uh, oh yeah, I love it now, man. You know what? I thought about it, and uh, it's good now.
1: I I was thinking about that so hard uh, earlier because I'm I was like, i are less re-
0: mad about it. Is what I'll say. Are Sorry. you
1: Are you less mad? Well, is it because it's because you don't
0: care at all? Like right. you're
1: okay. The problem is a lot of people cared and, and, and I was already critical of season seven. So it was like, all right, like my heart was broken a year earlier. So right. my heart was just like, I wasn't, my heart wasn't broken. I was just like angry because I was like, and you stayed around like a piece of shit wife. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. He abuses you. Um, but, but I, I, I was thinking specifically back to the end of the, like the two weeks later. <laughs> and deriad's like i've had a lot of time to think about this <laughs> oh you've had a lot of time to think about this have you <laughs> like holy shit that that show
0: is like on, on a council okay now i'm getting mad about it again yes fucking fucking yes spy. yes all right uh on, on a council uh, populated by uh, exclusive Jon snow allies why is he still exiled to the north like, why is there even a trial or a discussion? Just let him go. Like, the fucking, the, the, the old guard is is dead. Yeah, uh, the
1: only people who would give a shit about him not doing the thing you sentenced him to are gone. Like, separated by a goddamn ocean and monsters and shit. Like, you're fine.
0: It's not like the population of King's Landing gets a say. They're all dead. Like, it, it was like a thousand 9-11s on one day. <laughs> it was a thousand
1: on one day. yeah like imagine if the 9-11 happened uh every hour on the hour <laughs>
0: yeah if, if just all of the city of new york was just uh, burned up by a dragon
1: you know uh, at the end of that fucking show listen <laughs> you saw my eyes light up uh at the end of that show danny a dead danny gets taken by a fucking dragon into the, the nothingness like yeah
0: to god knows where
1: portal into real world, New York City, but not our New York. 1979 New York City. <laughs> We've oh gone God. backwards in time. 1977 during the New York blackout, so everything's dark. Everyone's like, "What's going on?" And suddenly, the only light in the air is the fucking fire of a dragon. Why not me?
0: Uh, and and then uh, why not you, man? Like and then on like the back of that dragon is like a weekend at Bernie's. Uh, fight, <laughs> Danny wearing the sunglasses. You know, quirky music kicks in. Like. Dun, 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 dun. It's That's just,
1: that dragon queen. She's always doing this.
0: These <laughs> shots of either a dragon burning up New York City or Danny pretending, you know, to be alive.
1: Well, I mean, it's not the prequel doesn't have or the sequel doesn't have legs, as they say. But
0: it could be, be a good short. And done. Yeah, yeah be one and done. You know, two hours, get in, get out unlike the 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 series the long no story. we
1: really could write that because imagine this like john's beyond the wall okay and so some, so we got to include the old world too and it's right. just like he gets word somehow beyond the wall that like danny's back but in the netherworld or whatever and he's like what's well, yeah. the netherworld isn't it and, and then <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's in it and it's just <laughs> scorsese's taxi driver new york
1: well, yeah, and he Ryan has to
0: go there. Down the seats, the streets, uh, passing the porno theaters. Well, what I'm saying is, like, it's a fish-out-of-water story now because
1: we have an inanimate Danny. There's no emotional stakes here for her. She's dead. She's, like, fucking falling apart and shit like that. But yeah. John is now a fish-out-of-water. Like, let me tell you this. New York City's a stone's fucking throw, man. Many a stone's throw from beyond the wall. So he's freaked out. Uh, he forgets why he's there. He ends up doing heroin in an alley somewhere. Like, we take him on a real journey.
0: Right. Yeah, he just, he just gets a, he turns into a, a fucking deadbeat junkie. And then he sees that dragon, you know, on Broadway, lighten up the stage, literally burning it down.
1: That's the sad thing is like for the first time we really take into account what the dragons are thinking and feeling and he just wants a fucking stage he just, and he just yeah, wants he just a spotlight. Wants yeah. <laughs> but like, every time he does the thing he loves, people run away screaming. Like, do you think he hasn't made a negative association with that? This poor fucking dragon.
0: Right. He's had a complex his entire life. Every time he tries to perform, you know, people run away you know, just screaming, mayhem, blood, fire, death. All he wants to do is his song and dance <laughs> and incinerate people.
1: He's a student of Fosse, but no one gives him the time, you know? Like he just
0: Liza Minnelli is a hero.
1: And a good personal friend, by the way. He goes to see her on the Upper East Side. It's very kosher. She's always like, who's the stiff? And he pretends that he doesn't know what she's talking about. And uh, they do a little dance number together, dude. They do Oklahoma, man.
0: I'm just picturing like a dragon, like Liza Minnelli sitting in a normal-sized chair and then like pan out to a gigantic room and a dragon's also sitting there just sipping a tea.
1: He's 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 very well trained in the social etiquette, man. That's what oh, I know yeah. about him. But Total instead... socialite. Yeah, well, I mean, like, again, this is the life he was bored into, but he ran away from it so he could be what? This mad fucking woman's, like, muscle? bullshit like right. uh, he starts to reject everything that he is meanwhile john doesn't know that he's already having this like breakthrough this real character development so he just thinks he's evil
0: a monster yeah, yeah he just thinks it's a regular dragon so he he's you know uh, fucking strung out on heroin uh wandering through the mean streets in new york uh, grainy film footage john just <laughs> stumbling around throwing up on himself he sees that dragon just bloodlusted. right and the dragon hey, well- turned a new page he's turned a new leaf
1: that's well, I, I imagine we have to have a Virgil character. We need to have a guide. So, like, at some point during his heroine things, he sees Egrette, you know what I mean? And, and, and she's like... Oh,
0: but she's like a hooker.
1: Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah,
0: I mean, like,
1: that's like... I mean, I'm not saying there's all an analog, but when you die in the Game of Thrones world, you go to New York City, and Yrette decided. That's interesting, because now, like, fucking Ned Stark's fucking around. Like, everyone who's died went to New York City, 1979.
0: Ned Stark's like a bouncer at like a disco club or something.
1: He's got way too much honor and he's way too intense. Like no one gets inside this club. It's the least but densely you know, populated he's club.
0: He's fair. <laughs> you I'm
1: call me a lot fairness. of things, but God damn it, I'm fair. You know that. I'm the he's fairest
0: honest. bouncer in all the fucking lands. Like he's, everybody's got a New York accent except for John. Like right. That's what happens after these characters die. Charles <laughs> shows up. He's like a Wall Street, you know, Gordon Gecko type. Right. I'm into it. I think I think, think
1: we've legitimately stumbled onto a franchise here because once I figured out that all the dead people are in the real world, it's like, okay, well, now we have a proper sequel, baby. Varys is around, Littlefinger's around, everyone's around, man.
0: Yeah, all of these characters whose potential was totally wasted. Because here's the thing about that show, they killed all of the good characters. Well, and yeah. then ruined the rest. Right. But the good ones died.
1: <laughs> well, well, what that presupposes, though, is the entire time where, like, Danny's, you know, she's the one who didn't come back. She's still dead until the third act, until like John confronts the fucking dragon uh, and then she's she's like, bitch, I've been alive the whole time. She takes off her little glasses and shit like that. <laughs> like,
0: she's fine. You're and like she's, a, a record needle scratch, like, <laughs> and everybody at the party turns and goes, oh shit. Well,
1: yeah, because Hodor is DJing at this fucking fancy party in the Game of Thrones world.
0: Because- you know the guy's like a real DJ, right? <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> so he's DJing and then he sees Danny like... <laughs> You know, Hold the door.
0: Danny's alive, guys. You know staying alive comes on the soundtrack, on the nose, but we don't <laughs>
1: care. Yeah, no, the bass line starts and shit gets real, man. And much like the, the 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 masterpiece collateral where there's a shootout on the dance floor. Yeah. we have a like a like a dragon dance off. And again, dragon's been waiting his whole life, okay? Because he's like, I'm a performer. This is all I've ever wanted. You're challenging me not to a battle, but to a fucking dance off? Like this is easy. <laughs>
0: It's just the dragon fucking dancing. <laughs> he's just breaking everything because he's a fucking dragon. Like, you he can't help it. Nobody's mad about it, though, because they're all high. Right. Well, yeah, it's 1979 New York. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: babe, everyone's blitzed on just the general air quality of the city at this point.
0: You walk outside, you just get high off of the fucking pollution. Just that 70s smog.
1: Listen, I like. Here's the problem with it: we would have to find a way to really bridge the world because you can't have a Game of Thrones sequel without bringing in, you know, like you, you, you got to bring in Tyrion at some point. You know what I'm saying? Or you got to bring in the heavy hitters. You know, if it's just after, like, if it's Game of Thrones after life, you
0: know, could, could, could we just could we just not though? Could we just have like? <laughs> <laughs> could we just have Jon Snow like look up at the moon when he's really, really high right. and just see like Tyrion's face in the moon and he like winks at him?
1: yeah that's all i need <laughs> plus okay. we can't pay dinklage i mean let's be real <laughs> we're gonna have to use that like fucking what's that french movie with the fucking moon <laughs> you know what i'm talking about <laughs> we're gonna have to use that technology to get him in for sure man oh man
0: talking about the old silent movie yeah, yes
1: the- <laughs> <Where> <laughs> he shoots the moon and he's got like an eye thing
0: <laughs> he just like winks and you hear a little ding John Snow like just fucking gets a sword from a pawn shop. He just like breaks the window with his fists. Oh god! And gets a fucking sword,
1: and he's just going around Fifth Avenue like waiting for that goddamn dragon to show up, dude. You're like,
0: my queen. <laughs> that.
1: So he feels bad that he killed her. Like he never got over that.
0: Right, he's insane now.
1: But I don't understand. So he's made an enemy out of the dragon who was always loyal to the queen? Like, shouldn't he just, like, samurai himself? Like, what are his motivations here? I thought they brought him out of retirement because it's like, hey, you didn't finish the job, you piece of shit. Like, go to New York, do some heroin, and kill this queen.
0: Right. Well, wait, okay, yeah. So she's my queen. Okay, he doesn't say that. What What does he say then? I mean, as he's awaiting battle <laughs> What is he saying Is he's wandering through the streets of New York with a sword?
1: Az- Az- Azorazai. He's, he's really like, I'm the, they prophesized me as being someone, but it didn't happen in the show. And that's because it happens here.
0: Uh, he just starts word salading a bunch of references from the show. I know nothing. It's a long night. It's just like I mean no, it's just a regular night guy like get 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 off of my street why are you waving a sword around
1: Here's the good news like fucking Martin that's a good idea I think he'll respond to the writing right well we only have to get him to say yes
0: Yeah I think he'll he'll love all the the loose associations uh that we're stuffing into a, a Scorsese-era uh New York story Yeah you know? I think I think this is his kind of storytelling
1: Well, it's, I think we haven't really branched the fantasy into the you know what i'm saying like that's that's the thing is that 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 genre is so singular that it's always weird if you take any character out of that time zone you know what i'm saying like it's you put someone in vietnam and put him in here like oh it's gonna be weird but it's not like that's not enough time (laughs) said to be like a jarring thing so i think like uh i don't know we're fucking geniuses is what i think i think we need to write the rest of this movie
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this is the conclusion: is that we have to take this very copyrighted material and and write a fucking script, Mm -hmm. spend a lot of time and effort, and just make this thing, man. This is the most realized idea we've had since Kevin Bacon Footloose Part Two. Yeah, which was because we
1: need to fix finales, man. That's what we're the finale fixers. Like we go back after the fact. We (laughs) keep the old. We, we we get the old cast back together like alright like I want to do this but I want to do it right so the first one obviously Game of Thrones but then I mean Dexter's right.
0: the, right. how I met your mother,
1: uh, whoa and that's the one I wouldn't touch I'd be like no you no you pieces so of shit
0: <laughs> or, or you just want them to live with that mistake like you're yeah. that mad? no
1: them. they can't
0: wash that stank off of them as my <laughs> official <laughs> Dan and Dave can but those how I met your mother fucks forget
1: about it <laughs> well dan and dave they would have to live with the shame that they ended the other season not like they would be fucking producers or not thing you know it'd be like it, it,
0: it, it, yeah it would be like the shame of seeing somebody else do it so right
1: right but again after- at the end of the legacy the legacy would be like yeah it, it kind of faulted right at the end but then that last thing man <laughs> like so like, overall the legacy of game of thrones is good like and so they get grandfathered into that you know what i'm saying but right. they'll know
0: we'll know and the world will know <laughs>
1: How I Met Your Mother, though, (laughs) I'm not touching that with a ten foot fucking pole.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you don't even want to try to pitch that. Like that, that's just Beyonce.
1: I just can't believe they ended the show like that. I mean, so that one's bad. Dexter, Dexter's another one because I just, I mean, I would have ended it after the fourth season. (laughs)
0: How how I Met Your Mother, legitimately, talking real talk, like, legitimately insulted me. Like, I felt like my my intelligence and the intelligence of the audience was just like insulted for that well character. i
1: told you i i couldn't even get through it like and i was a big fan of the two previous seasons like i'm one of these people that thinks uh like when 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 barney got the blonde lady i forget her name but she was like perfect for him it was like yeah. oh my god they found a character perfect for barney and then they broke them up over some bullshit reasons so they could have a weird relationship with robin i don't know the point is this though when they started doing the real-time gimmick I yeah. was like wow this show is bad and it and and all it really did was reveal that like the show was kind of like this always if you yeah. like squinted a little bit but they had like cutaway it, gags and shit
0: yeah it used to be charming uh, for a while cuz it was like wow they're they're really ambitious but but then you it, it just gets to be this tiresome gimmick that doesn't work it's just like that that's the only thing that makes it special is that they made it a fucking gimmick It just turns into this strange thing. I don't know. I don't want to have a meltdown about How I Met Your Mother. But it sucked (laughs) at the end. And it was good for about four seasons, Rob?
1: I like the the first two seasons. I like season seven. And then I forget the ones I like after that. So the point is not the majority of the seasons. Yeah. The,
0: The fact that it had that many bad seasons is like, all right, well.
1: Yeah, well. Again, I'm not bailing them out. <laughs> I mean, they haven't made a fucking show since then, <laughs> I, which I find amazing because that was like legitimately one of the biggest shows of the era. Like well, it really was. Didn't
0: they try to make How I Met Your Father, and it just never got picked up.
1: Right? Yeah, they did, but they did that with Greta Gerwig, which I was like, oh shit, that's gonna be great. And she yeah. was writing it, and then it just never got picked up. So you
0: know what? Good, good for her for not uh, having to be fucking attached to that sinking ship, you know, for years and years. We well, imagine
1: that. Because yeah. when did when did fucking that show ended? Like what twenty? 20- 12, 2013 or something like that like it was something like that so like lady bird came th- three or four years later like I'd, she wouldn't have got to make that movie if she was stuck on some sitcom man.
0: right yeah she she would have been sitcom greta and nobody would know how fucking wonderful she is
1: sitcom greta that's a good that's a nice one
0: i like I it mean, we've gotten a couple man sitcom greta finale fixers yeah
1: god we just we no, were on a heater
0: mainly, but
1: you know, you know. I, the problem I was talking, I was talking to my friend. I was like, well, you know, like I got to figure out how to organize my thoughts. Like I'm, I know my writing is like solid, but like you never know when you're going to have to pitch something and, mm. and I can't do the Christian thing, which is just like, uh, it's just, it's just yeah. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> I can't do that. Like I got to have it like a muscle memory, like a goddamn sales pitch that I've read a thousand times because, right. um, I think it really matters, man, because, like, unless you're Fidelity Fixers is so good, that would just get picked up on a name. <laughs> like, you ever hear the Alien story where James Garrett writes Alien and then he just puts an S and then the, two, the money sign? <laughs> I'm like baller move. Like I respect James Cameron so much for that alone that the Avatar fucking betrayal is okay I'm in a way. In,
0: yeah, that that's some like next level like fucking big dick energy. Coming it's incredible. It's it's,
1: it's the greatest Hollywood story I think I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> yeah, like for whatever shit I've ever talked about him. Like, goddamn it. Uh, wasn't he like a truck driver and he just showed up
1: oh, one no like, the I mean, that's the thing like no like you can't find information on james cameron before 1971 <laughs> <laughs> like he's a fucking like soviet spy or something
0: materialized been selling selling state secrets ever since
1: my god oh god he's probably our first line of defense from kaiju's me and dolores watched pacific <laughs> room the other day i for no reason it was so great because it's we watched we, well, yeah, so we watched it as a date movie years ago, and she fell asleep about 25 minutes in. Aww. So, And I didn't know, because it was like in 3D, because they forced you to watch right. that shit in 3D back in the day. Oh,
0: so and she so- was having the closed eyes behind the glasses. So yes. Like, oh, she's just watching this movie. Very, She's
1: really into this fucking okay. movie, is what I thought. Turns out she fell asleep, and then randomly the other day, she was like, wasn't Pacific Rim in 2020? And I'm like, how the fuck would you know? You fell asleep. And she's like, I think that was 2020. And I'm like, well, you know what? The fucking first 15 minutes of this movie are fucking fire. Let's watch it. And it says it, like, May 7th, 2020. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, this, is, this right. is now. This is nuts. And then we just sat down and watched a two-hour and 13 movie about, you know, robots. It was amazing.
0: It really makes me want to watch, uh, not, not to deter you, because I do really like Pacific Rim, and I feel like it didn't get the, the credit that it deserves because it's just so uh, self-consciously goofy. Like it's it's very like very obvious. goofy, yeah, yeah. But like it knows it's goofy, and I feel like people didn't know that it knew it, like that it was paying homage to like kaiju movies and also like robot jocks, the Stuart Gordon movie. Right,
1: right, right. Like, right. It's, it's supposed I
0: think to be I supposed think
1: the problem ride. is that by the time you know that it's a really goofy movie, like like yeah. for everyone, because the first time you see the things and they're all powering up and moving like yeah. this and shit, or like even that first scene where they're going to Gypsy Danger for the first time, just the way Charlie Hunman is like walking. Like, I've never seen a bigger piece of shit jock in my life than that guy walking down a hallway. And me and Dolores just laughed so hard. We're like, this whole movie is just hilarious. But the problem is, if you don't know that that's the tone of this film, you think it's a bad movie. And I remember that, like, thinking in the moment, like, I'm enjoying this and I know what Guillermo's doing, but God, this could be a bad movie if people don't understand it. Like,
0: I Yeah, like, it's one of those things where it's like, I can't defend it to people that don't have, like, the... The uh the same approach or like the same like uh, bench of like uh, oh yeah he's like kind of poking fun at it and having a good time or whatever like right. it's a hard movie to say like to defend to people who say it's shitty it's like yeah but it's supposed to be
1: yeah no, no but that's the thing watching it the second time I actually liked it way more like yeah. way 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 more and I didn't dislike it the first time I was just like ah oh, they gave a hundred million dollars so Guillermo can make this but not at the mountains of madness like I was just shitty about that for some reason. Um, mm. But then watching it the second time, I was just like, "Oh, this is just a lot of fun!" Like it is everything. Everything that is like that would be wrong with that film is somehow okay because Guillermo does it in a way that is like clearly winking and nodding. Like I did. Like yeah. what's her name, Maiko? With the fucking like, can we have one Asian on screen who doesn't have this, this fucking haircut? Like because the chick from Watchmen, like knives, Chow, like all the like the big prominent ones—that's a thing. But this was the one time where I was like, "Oh, this isn't." gratuitous like it's literally leaning into like what the fucking like I've seen the characters of these things they have this haircut you know what I mean right. uh, but it's it's just fun it's goofy Idris Elba is so fucking funny in that without being funny it's
0: I not, know he's just there he's just a serious guy who wants to uh, you know command some robots to kill some had uh, man it's pretty it's
1: a sound theory and there are parts of that movie that induce laughter for no reason there's like <laughs> gypsy's analog no electricity or some shit like that like he just declares it and I'm like what the fuck I don't know the whole movie is, is 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 I don't know it's really fun but I gotta tell you waking up on Saturday you could have said you're gonna watch this 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 movie you could have given me a hundred chances I was never gonna pick Pacific Rim was the movie that we were gonna hunker down because I can't get my wife to watch movies I want her to watch but like Pacific Rim on a Saturday on a whim sure
0: <laughs> right, and that whim was predicated on her believing that it took place in 2020 and you wanting to prove to her that it didn't take place right. in
1: 2020. Right, I just wanted to take something away from her. You don't know shit about Pacific River Kaijus. Her oh, point was okay. like, if Kaijus come, we can't say we weren't warned. And I was like, oh,
0: yeah, it's true. Good point. I love that she had the recall to remember the date correctly, but still like fell, fell asleep,
1: asleep to the movie. She was engaged
0: yeah. enough to commit that to memory and then immediately fall asleep.
1: I mean, to be fair, those first 15 minutes, like the world building are fucking great, man. The first kaiju at the Golden State Bridge, like the scale and scope of that. And I'm like, whoa, like it was not expecting it to be that good, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a good part for her to fall asleep is my point. Like if you're going to fall asleep at the 15, 20 minute mark, good. You saw a good movie. I hope you're satisfied with the $23 it cost me to get those 3D fucking tickets, man.
0: God. Man, 3D was a mistake.
1: I was thinking about all the things. We have a joke you and me all the time where it's like the internet was a mistake. And like <laughs> and we use that sometimes genuinely when we're like existentially drained from the stupidity we see on the world. And every right. now and then we'll see like a meme that is so like it's harmless but it's so dumb that um, we're just like, I don't know, the internet was a mistake, man. <laughs> I think about that all the time, man. Our technology is really, most of it was well, probably a mistake.
0: Yeah, I mean, just the, the sum total of like the human effort, you know, like when you think about like what the internet is capable of, like 30 years ago, if you're describing the internet to somebody, and I know it existed in some forms or whatever, but it's like, yeah, it's like a series of computers and you can put all of the information uh, in the world on it and, and people will be able to learn from it and teach each other. And it's like, yeah, the internet does that, but ninety five percent of it is not for that at all it's for porn <laughs> memes and youtubes
1: um yeah well, and that's like the, you're I think you're giving credit to the ratio, so I would say it's like ninety nine percent that like there the positivity out there maybe it's just because of where we're looking uh i was I was talking about this with Carly earlier today, and it was it was like. We, we, we brought everything closer together and there should be equal access opportunity to hearing about good stories in the world. But all we really did was like bring to light everyone's collective suffering way more easily. You know what I'm saying? So it's like even, and, and and that's not even to say that you shouldn't know about those things. You know, it's one thing to know like a bomb, or, like a village gets bombed in Africa. Like it's fucking horrific. And like, you should know that. You should be aware of that and you should internalize that, right? That's not the vitriol. The vitriol is just people then commenting on the video about the, the people. And you know what I'm saying? Like that's where the evil that man does.
0: Yeah, I lies. mean, y- you know, what's really like defeated me, man, is just like these fucking Facebook reactions that they added other than like, <laughs> you know, just like the laughing one
1: and the angry one yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: the laughing one like they'll they'll post like a story like uh you know uh 22 dead in in shooting and guarantee and i know i've said this before guaranteed uh if it's uh, widely distributed enough at least a few people are going to do the laughing reaction to that and it's like what the fuck man just fucks me up and also existentially and i'm sorry i'm tangenting here uh just existentially the the concept of like never-ending scrolling now is just terrifying to me
1: <laughs> that's the one like yeah. when i worked at amazon those little fucking robots would bring me shit and be like you picked the thing you're supposed to pick bye and it would like roll <laughs> off that was my existential crisis <laughs> they
0: used to say that too bye
1: <laughs> very friendly well yeah. approximating friendliness no no I, I i sort of get that dude honestly um i mean not on your level <laughs> fucking endless scrolling but but i do i i i agree with you that like anonymity has taken shame away from what you would feel ordinarily you know like and it's, we're not saying anything that hasn't been said already but it's just, like people really like shame's a good thing sometimes like all things are good things sometimes like shame yeah. is the thing that keeps you in line because you know you're not supposed to say some stupid shit I, like and an then
0: the community man
1: well, and, and, my, and, my, and my point of it is like, and if shame is really doing its job, then you, you know enough that you're shameful to have a feeling and not say something out loud because it's bad. Maybe interrogate that further. Feel shame and just like change the way you feel or think about something. Shame has its fucking merits. And we have just stripped that away. So now people can do and say whatever they want, man. It's Vietnam, baby.
0: Damn vietnam all the time this is our vietnam is is uh, this is our vietnam is, is the internet <laughs> endless
1: scrolling it's our vietnam man eyeball to eyeball the man in the black pajamas dude we the fucking adversary <laughs>
0: sent that to me randomly and i was just like is walter so like my favorite character in all of the western canon he's
1: mine yeah like i I, seriously like don quixote right like and then walter immediately is a number two i i think he is like so fucking fascinating and i sent you that randomly i don't know what time it was it was late and i'm just like look i don't give, i don't care if you respond to this i just needed to tell you that i saw this in a void i was like this is the most incredible writing and performance i've ever seen
0: I don't want to turn it into a Lebowski love fest, but that movie is perfect. And uh, j- just the fact that, like, you know, that the crux of the dude's relationship with this guy is that Walter will just r- ramble on and on, like, just saying things <laughs> yeah. like, man in the black pajamas, eyeball to eyeball. And, like, the dude is just, like, not listening or engaging in any way. He just likes having the noise around him so he can drink his white Russians and not be alone. And it's just, like, goddamn, like, perfect fucking character work and also yeah, okay. the fact that he works at a security store and has <laughs> like check security is just like perfect
1: uh every, everything about that movie is fucking perfect it's like a once in a lifetime kind of thing like that you want to talk about how good like filmmakers are so it's just like every, even the things that you even the, thing, even, even the How I Met Your Mother finale, someone worked really, really hard on that fucking show. Yeah. That's the really heartbreaking thing about it. If you're lucky, you work really hard, enough things come together the right way that you make something that's good, okay? Right. We would we would fucking trade everything to make one movie with the kind of like cultural fucking currency that the Big Lebowski has. Not just us, other established filmmakers would fucking do that in a heartbeat. And they've made like five or six other ones that have that same kind of place in pop culture. It's nuts.
0: And I wonder like if the Coens even knew what they had when they were making it. Like, or if it was just another goof for them, you know?
1: I have to imagine that they like they could take credit for it now. There's this really interesting, uh, it's very side tangent, which is like Kevin Smith was telling a story about clerks and he read one review from a French reviewer or something like that that was talking about how like the black and white is purposeful. It's meant to make the the, the 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 perspective of the security cameras, you know what I mean, like inside the store. And and he's like, and I that never occurred to me. And then I was like, from every interview on, you know, I chose black and white because I wanted to give the perspective of the black and white security cameras. And I'm like, genius. <laughs> I,
0: I, I've been literally believing that because I heard him say that once. No, not true, <laughs> not true. <laughs>
1: and that's my fucking point. Is like, as like, and look, whatever the the reason is, it got made, yeah. and it ended up being what it is. I still love Clerks, um, and I still think that like Big Lebowski, whether it was authorial intent or pure fucking blind luck. It, it's easy to sit back and look at the rest of the body of work and be like, no, they're geniuses. They knew exactly what they were doing. That movie is such an outlier, even for Coen brother comedies or any other movies that they've ever done that I have to believe they got, they won an Oscar. They were allowed to do anything they wanted and they made this and we worried about it. <laughs> and it just turned into something amazing. That's what I yeah. think
0: happened. It's just lightning in a bottle. They got all the best people to play those roles. Like, yeah. Uh, what a great movie
1: i'm sad now we'll never make something <laughs> that good
0: <laughs> i saw you just shift in your seat just
1: <sighs> yeah i get like that sometimes you ever hear a perfect song and you're like fuck like
0: yeah well dude like i say it every time but like i've got blood meridian sitting right here yeah. and every time i i can turn to any random page in this book and read a couple sentences and then just never want to write again <laughs> i know like, yeah yeah right,
1: but you know, you're the one who always tells me, like Christian, how about stop uh, comparing yourself to people who have you know done it
0: <laughs> like Dude, a lot. I, you know? don't, I don't practice what I preach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think specifically, it's like if you want to go and compare yourself to the Seltzer and Friedberg, you know those screenwriters who make all those like scary movie movies. Sure. Go against them.
0: (laughs) Actually, yeah. Now I feel better. Because when you compare us to them, us doing nothing is Is, still better than them doing something. It's a
1: net positive. Yeah. It's addition by subtraction somehow. (laughs) You know? It's like sometimes the best move in chess is not to make a move at all. You have to make a move in chess. That's a bullshit metaphor. You can't skip a turn in chess. I've always hated that. I'm sorry I waited until this moment to Trojan horse this fucking gripe into this conversation. That's a dumb fucking saying. Anyway. Moving on. (laughs)
0: You know, man, I, I, I say it once every, like, 15 episodes, but uh, we're, we're, doing, we're doing pretty good.
1: We're doing all right, man. We're doing, yeah. we're doing our best, you know?
0: Doing better than Seltzer and Friedberg.
1: By standing pat.
0: <laughs> By yeah. doing nothing. You know when you said earlier, like, five minutes ago, like, you know what? You say what you will about uh, how I met your mother, but a lot of people worked really hard on that. Yeah. I, I think that they might be the exception, man.
1: What, the, the Seltzer and Friedbergs? No, they didn't work that, hard. Yeah.
0: I think that collectively, the whole cast crew and those two fucks like, just shit out those movies without trying. Yeah, without I mean, for it. the what
1: evidence would suggest we, that.
0: We, the, the money is out there. We could sell out right now, Torres. What are we doing?
1: I don't know. Let's sell out. I mean, like I think about Craig Mazin all the time. I'm like, he wrote those fucking Hangovers movies. He just won an Emmy. He did Chernobyl. Like, You got to yeah. start shitty. I think that's a thing. I think a lot of people are like that. Actually, the easiest way to make something is to write something and make it. Like right. that's just the truth of it. Like if you make something, someone will pay you some sort of money to make another thing. You know, you just have to make that first thing.
0: Yeah. Um, and I, Tom, I think Thomas Lennon, man, and uh, yeah, Well,
1: li- literally any of those guys. Rob, Rob yeah. what's his name? The boy from uh, It's Always Sunny. I can't say his last name. Macklini. Yeah. I, for some reason, literally cannot say his last name. Don't know why. Uh, but no, it's like him, like those guys, they just said, Hey, let's make something. And they sold something. I was like, that's the way to fucking do it. That's all there is to it. But, uh, like those fucking guys, man, I don't know. There's some next level shit. Like, and they, they have so much money. They don't have to do anything ever again.
0: Wait, are you talking about Always Sunny guys? No,
1: no, 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 because they didn't sell out. They did an uncompromising version of the thing they wanted to do and it just caught on with people. What I'm saying is like, the idea of selling out is why people genuinely don't break in a lot of the times because it's like people are like that's beneath me and I think the lesson we have to learn is like I don't know like do you like writing <laughs> like nothing should be beneath you like especially if you can do something that gets you a stepping stone to something else and we we understand that concept all the time for other things oh it's a stepping stone oh you take this job so you can get that job you know what I'm saying you go to this school so you can get this next thing but we don't seem to really understand it for the entertainment business you know
0: yeah well I I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier is like you you hold yourself up against somebody like Cormac McCarthy or the Coen's or whoever and it's like these people that were like a bolt out of the blue fucking first thing they ever did was a work of genius and you're like oh, okay my first thing has to be amazing and it's like well maybe maybe just make your first thing not good and, and learn from that and uh keep going or or make your first thing uh sell out commercial things so you can make your little thing who knows
1: Yeah. I mean, we're giving advice and neither of us have sold anything, but, but, you know, the great thing about this podcast is like, we're going to document when we do, you know, like, and then, then we're going to talk some shit. I'm going to be like, like the the annoying guy who had a, had a a whiskey first or something. And is like, listen, the tannins, man, like you don't have the fuck you're talking about. Shut up. Like you had this one time before me, uh, and, and we're going to be snobs and I can't wait to achieve that statesman status. (laughs)
0: Do you have, like, some, like, deep-seated, like, uh, thing with somebody with whiskey? Like, like wh- where's this coming from? Oh,
1: no, I just, I, like, it's, it's like the idea that someone sees Breathless once and suddenly they know about the French New Wave, you know what I mean? Like, they saw Pulp Fiction and they're like, oh, I know all about cinema. No, you don't know shit. You're a fucking amateur. At best, you're an amateur. I hate everybody, Max. I just gotta I, tell you.
0: This is an angry episode, man. Maybe you want to lighten
1: it up? Do you want to lighten no, it up? No, I
0: love it. I think we should get angrier. Is there something else you're angry about?
1: Uh, give me just start naming topics. We'll see what happens.
0: Um, I don't know, uh Paul Rudd's career. Um I'm, just, dog- I'm mad
1: that he's not aging. I mean, he he finally started <laughs> aging, I guess, which is
0: fine, <laughs> launched with that. Yeah.
1: That's like 30 years before we saw a fucking crack in the armor. I got to tell you, man, like that fucking dreamboat. he's 50. He's 50. Looks great.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 it goes into that thing with Hollywood actors, though, where right. it's like they should. Know, they're rich, yeah. Like, what else do they have to do but make sure that this makes sense? I'm waving my hand in front of my face. Yeah.
1: Well, well doesn't that even like make you even more upset to think about like the people who do let themselves go? It's like, 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 like for every Gerald Depardieu, okay, or like a Marlon Brando, you're like the fuck guys you have unlimited resources right
0: and they use those unlimited resources (laughs) to buy an island so they could eat cheeseburgers without feeling shame
1: Same thing with jack nicholson but again i feel like he built his empire he could he could fucking fuck off after a while like i'm not mad at him
0: well yeah nicholson i I, i've talked about it before but i read this account uh i think it was uh rolling stone magazine or maybe it was playboy did an interview with him like around 1989 or so Uh i think it was house and, like, they, they just described his house as, like, he, he would just randomly have, like, uh, priceless works of art in his guest bathroom. Uh, he would walk around with his shirt open and his stomach hanging out, and he, he would be, like, proud of it and stuff. It started snowing outside, so he just ran outside in the middle of the interview, started doing snow angels. Probably high out of his mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, like, uh, well, point being, like, uh, Nicholson always leaned into it. That was part of the Nicholson appeals. Like, like yeah, I'm real, man. I'm getting I, fat. I don't give a shit.
1: I wonder if he's gonna get me Too'd And then I was trying to think of a different like. Is there a funny way to do a me too thing? The answer is probably no. But I just what? <laughs> <laughs> what if he was me tooing people? Like he wasn't a serial offender. He was just like making women uncomfortable with advances. But all the advances were just like puns, you know, about the films he had done and shit like that, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i know um mario wasn't it mario batali uh got got accused of something and he said no nah, I, d- I didn't do that now here's a recipe for uh, swedish meatballs and he just like gave his recipe for swedish meatballs that was probably the funniest me too until i found out what he did which was, what did he do like, like fucking sexually assaulted women so like it's not funny after you hear the facts but the <laughs> initial the initial uh <laughs> him offering a recipe brazenly while giving a half-hearted, nod nah, didn't happen. That was funny. Yeah, it really has a short half-life. Uh, yeah, the- that joke. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, the joke I was gonna do is just like him constantly telling women he wants to give them a massage in Chinatown or I can show you as good as it gets. You know what I mean? Just like referencing his own filmography in a way that is, I mean, creepy, sure. But, you know, creepy ain't illegal.
0: You ever see the two Jakes? <laughs>
1: That would be his pickup line. Like women run immediately.
0: I got Jake number two right here. Can I mean, we net his dick?
1: God. Okay. No. So it. So it is. So it is sexual assault. Okay. Okay. That's the thing about Nicholson. You think it's benign until right at the end he whips the dick out.
0: Where's my burrito?